Good evening, baseball fans. It is Sunday, January 28th. This is Bourbon and Baseball Astros Edition. I am Susie. That is Tom. I'm going to give you the rated R warning because we are going to jump right into it. This is the rated R podcast for all of the adult content, not that kind of adult content. Um, the kind where you get bleeped a lot. Like there will be so many cuss words, so many. I, I was really hoping that by not recording earlier in the week, I would have calmed down and could form other words. And I don't, I don't think I could. I, 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 I sincerely apologize. So if there's tiny ears listening or if cussing is not your jam, this is probably not, this definitely will not be the episode for you because there will be so many cuss words, just all of the cuss words, uh, maybe a little bit in, of inappropriate adult humor because that's just who I am as a person, but definitely all of the cuss words, all of them, because uh, we're going to, we're going to start with the, with the hall of fame voting. That's, that's what we're starting with. We're going to just jump right on, right on in. Three guys got voted in. I don't, I don't give a fuck about the three other guys. <laughs> not going to lie. Just no fucks given. Okay. Legitimately. They're, I hear they're very nice guys. I just don't care about them. There was one, count them, one motherfucker that I needed to get into the Hall of Fame this this year, and he did not get into the Hall of Fame. Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner did not get into the Hall of Fame, and he missed it by five, five fucking votes. Five. Tom, when you heard this news, how did you react? So my reaction was probably more PG-13 than yours because this is not new for me. The Hall of Fame voters have been ass since I was little. So me knowing how the whole Hall of Fame thing works and how they gatekeep and how it is nothing more than a bunch of kids, the bottom of mom's basement, you know, saying, nope, I'm the one. You have to go through me to get where you want to go. It's the dumbest shit ever. It's been that way for a very long time. And it's never going to change because they control it. And the writers feel like that's their power. And I've kind of become numb to it where you're getting your first taste. Because, see, they did this to Bagwell and Biggio, too. And I oh. wanted to rip the walls down because, don't. I mean... Those were those were the first Avengers. You know what I mean? Those were the Astros that like everybody in my time frame in my era, you know, were like, oh no, these are Hall of Famers. These are our goats. You know, these are these guys, they're our Altuve. Mm -hmm. And you're telling me they're not good enough, even though their numbers stack up with guys that are already in the hall. Make it make sense. And they said, No, this is the way the world works. If we love them, then they'll get in when they earlier than they should. And if we hate them, we're going to really push them off. And if we're just like, meh, well, then they'll get in eventually. And everybody acknowledges they'll get in eventually, a la Billy Wagner. But it's going to be up to us, whether it's the ninth time, the tenth time on a, you know, a ballot on the side, whatever the hell. They control it. And it's so stupid because no one can ever deny the resume. No one goes, oh, well, that makes sense. He shouldn't be in. Everybody makes the case and everybody's like, based on, based on people that are already in these numbers are good. Billy Wagner's numbers are good. It's not like a, we're, we're fighting for something that's not right. Or we're trying to sneak somebody in. No, this is one of the greatest relief pitchers in the history of the game. And because those guys want the power, they're going to, they're going to make him wait for the 10th ballot because Apparently, the writers determine that this is their justification for being who they are. This justifies their existence. We, we gatekeep the hall. We, we, we make sure that only the best and only the greatest get in. And when they get in, justifies just how great they were. So that's their shit. And it's horrible. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. This is, this is my... This is my first time around really caring about a Hall of Fame. 
and really anybody on the Hall of Fame. I had someone um, reach out and ask if I thought um, Francisco Rodriguez was a Hall of Famer, K-Rod. Apparently that's his nickname. And I had to be really, really honest with him. And I was like, I honestly, I don't have any clue who he is, what he did. I don't even know what team he played for. I'll just There is one, one motherfucker on this ballot that I know anything about. All of these are, are, are pre-Baseball Susie. Okay. And so I have no frame of reference. And so I told him, I said, look, I will do some research and I, I will give you my opinion after I've done some research. But as of right now, there's really only one guy that I know and it's Billy Wagner. And he, he, he appreciated it. He's like, you know what? I, I appreciate it. Cause you know, you're not blowing smoke up my ass and you're not trying to form opinions. And I was like, I thank you. I, you know, I also appreciate that. So, um, this is what I did this afternoon. And if I had put this much effort into like, say my homework, uh, I would probably be a straight A student, but I, I am not. Um, I made a spreadsheet. I made a spreadsheet of every motherfucker that did not vote for Billy Wagner. And the reasons why they didn't vote for Billy Wagner, if, if I could find one. And so these guys, these four, uh, highlighted in yellow, on site. On site. If I ever see these four motherfuckers, on site. It, we are fighting, and there is no, no two ways about it. If, you're, if you've ever listened to this show before, you have heard me say that this is why God made me an SML person because I would be just throwing hands at everybody all of the time. But uh, Marcos, Breton, Marcus Hayes, Dan McGrath, and Mark Saxon on motherfucking site. I'm throwing hands. Because especially you four, especially you four, voted for Billy Wagner last fucking year and then said, hmm, you know what? Didn't get any more saves. He kind of sucked this year and took your vote away. What are we doing? I was, I, I was, I was really hoping that I could form a more better words, more better. That's not a, that's not a thing. I, I wish that I could form better words, better phrases, string together more eloquently my thoughts, but I can't because I'm so fucking mad. And I just got more heated and more heated the more I made this this spreadsheet. Um, Marcos, Breton, I don't even give a fuck that I'm mispronouncing your name because you fucking deserve it. In his article that he wrote, he felt pressured before to vote for Billy Wagner, apparently, and that's why he didn't vote for Billy Wagner this, this year. Uh, his exact quote was, Meanwhile, I decided not to vote for Billy Wagner and Andrew Jones this year. I felt my past votes were unduly influenced by the notion that more is better on my Hall of Fame ballot. Motherfucker, you voted for two people. Two. Carlos Beltran, Adrian Beltran. Again, like I've said, I have no frame of reference for anybody else on this ballot. I care about one motherfucker, and that is Billy Wagner. You So nobody nobody else? Nobody else on the ballot does, deserve to be in? Nope, nope, nope. Just these, just these two. Um, my watch is letting me know that um, it thinks that I fell. I... <laughs> Heart rate's <laughs> racing. <laughs> Telling it, it's like, are, do we need to call nine one one? No, Siri, we do not need to call nine one one. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, Marcus Hayes from the Philly Inquirer, in his article says, uh, no relievers ever because they are failed starters. Thank God I didn't have a vote when Mariano Rivera was up. Now, let me, let me just, I'm going to just put you, put you on to something, Marcus. I started watching baseball in 2018. And even I 
even I know that Billy Wagner was never a fucking starter. He came into the MLB show the big time as a reliever, always as a reliever. Never, never did he start a game. Not once. So the fact that you just swept him under the rug and called him a failed starter on site, Marcus Hayes, on fucking site. I am throwing hands. Dan McGrath, I don't, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you write for, but I'm going to find out. And there will be hands thrown. Because apparently this motherfucker not only took his vote away from Billy Wagner, but then only voted for Maurer, Helton, Beltre, and Burley. What are we doing? Mark Saxon? Mark Saxon from Canada. In his Twitter bio, he calls himself a generally nice fellow. Mark, I feel like if you have to tell people you are a nice fellow, then maybe you're just a piece of shit. I'm just... Just saying. There was no reasoning that I could find for his ballot. But not only did he not vote for Billy Wagner, he also lost votes for Beltran, Helton, Andy Pettit, and K-Rod. What are you, what are what are you doing? Mark's like, were you drunk, Mark? Did you not remember who you voted for previously? You're like, ah, this sounds good. What what are we doing? That's four. That's four votes. Four. Right there, okay? Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe wrote... For Wagner, no thanks to closers unless they're Mariana Rivera or Goose Gossage. So you're telling me that no other closer reliever is ever going to go into the Hall of Fame? Is that is that what I'm to understand? Again, I don't understand why we're comparing relievers to starters. Like, in no world... Do I think that those two should be compared? If you want to, if you want to compare relievers to relievers, yes. So you want to put up help, you want to put up Wagner's numbers against Mariano Rivera, Trevor Hoffman? Let's do it. Okay, I can see it. Why, why, why? I'm just, oh. so so frustrating. See, this Susie right here would have absolutely would have been off the rails in 2013, 2014, when Biggio was on the ballot and did not get nominated for the Hall of Fame. See, Biggio was, a, Biggio was the third time. And this man had 3,000 hits. This man had 1,100 RBIs. This man had four gold gloves and was not a first ballot Hall of Famer because we just – we weren't going to vote for him. It was just, he needed to be a third ballot guy. It did not matter that the numbers were good enough. They did, they did the same thing with Bagwell. It's so dumb. And the funny thing is, is like each one of these ballots, they're allowed to vote for 10 dudes. 10 mm -hmm. dudes they can vote for. And then you see on half the ballots sometimes, four names, five names. Mm -hmm. But the, the guy you just spoke to, or one of the guys you just spoke to, We'll have six names next year or 10 names the year before. And it's like, why, why, why vote this way and then totally change your direction? It's not like his numbers got better. It's not like his numbers got worse. You can't tell me your vote for Wagner was good last year, but now it's not because he aged a year. 
What does that even fucking mean? Yep. It's so bad. It's it's the, the most worst Hall of Fame system I think we have in all professional sports for the simple fact that there's no consistency. What are you telling these guys that poured years of blood, sweat, and tears to, to you know, be elite? And I know they don't play for the Hall of Fame, but this is the, this is the last way to recognize them. And now you're telling me that a bunch of guys that sit behind a desk are, are going to, you know, pick and choose basically whenever they feel good. I really feel like this is worse than some of the, the umpire things that we have going on in Major League Baseball because we don't like how they're able to arbitrarily do whatever the fuck they want. These guys are worse than that. Yep. Yep. And then there was some of these guys and, and girls that had said that if they had more votes, they would have voted Billy Wagner in. Um, there's a guy on here that just writes about hockey. Why? Why are you voting for the Baseball Hall of Fame if you literally only write about hockey? I There's guys on here that legitimately have not that does not that that don't watch baseball now that don't keep up with baseball voting for the baseball hall of fame now i'm not saying that they need to watch all 162 games i i get it but you you're telling me that you can't turn on a game now and then catch up with with the team i it just why are you voting for something that you don't even care about? That just, that boggles my mind. It just, eh. Sam Miller also, Sam Miller, it's not on site that I, that I want to fight you, but I will have strong words against you, sir. Strong words, because in your article that you said, um, you hoped that he didn't miss it by one vote because you didn't vote for you didn't vote for him, Sam Miller. So guess what? You would have been that fifth vote. You would have been that fifth vote. And he, the stat that he used was Mariano Rivera's postseason innings versus Billy Wagner postseason innings and i'm all why are we holding the fact that billy wagner played on shitty teams against him like again this was before baseball Susie, but i'm pretty sure that when mariano rivera was that elite closer that was that was when the yankees were the fucking yankees and winning all of the things am i am i wrong in that thinking is that when he like when he was on the when did they win the Super Bowl? Jesus Christ. Football Susie. <laughs> when did they when did they win the, the, the World Series? Three is it was it back to back to back? Three years, right? The Yankees? Yeah, I think the last uh -huh. one was in two thousand nine. Okay. So was was Mariano Rivera on that on, on those teams that, that won all the, the that won all the Super Bowls? That won all the World Series is is? Yes, yes, he was. Mariano okay. Rivera is the greatest closer that ever played. To to go, you have to be this good. It's just dumb because it's not like it's not like there aren't other closers in the Hall of Fame already. Dennis right. Eckersley is not Mariano Rivera. Dennis Eckersley was very good, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Goose Gossage is not Mariano Rivera, and he's in the Hall of Fame. So to say that Wagner had to be Mariano very good. It's just dumb. I my 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 brain my brain is just boggled by this. So I mean like by because I keep hearing people bring up his postseason stats as a reason for not letting him in. I'm all okay, so by that by that reasoning, when Mike Trout's time to get into the the Hall of Fame is is up. Are you not going to let Mike Trout into the fucking Hall of Fame? Because 
he played on the fucking Angels that couldn't even sniff a playoff game? Like, what what are we doing? I, you, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And that's what's so bad. Because Mike Trout will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, and it'll be, oh, he's the greatest regular season baseball player that ever lived. We don't care that he never played in the postseason. But then they'll gatekeep wags and say, oh, no, he had 14 horrible innings in the postseason. And discount all the regular season innings where he was absolutely dominant. It makes no sense. I And might I remind y'all, I'm going to stop sharing this. Um, but again, I made, I made this, this spreadsheet and spent way too much fucking time on this goddamn spreadsheet. Um, shout out Mr. Tibbs on Twitter, putting it all together for the the hall of fame tracker. Um, that's where I got all of this information. I'm going to, I'm going to actually put this spreadsheet in the show notes. So if you guys know of any actual reasoning that I've missed. If you've seen, I don't know, like podcasts or um, articles that I've met, please, please let me know so that I can put it on here because I would love to, to update this because again, on site, on site, stop sharing. Um, need I remind y'all that I'm sure I, I don't have to remind y'all because you guys are, are smart people. Um, Tom, also very smart. Um, the man ended his career with a 1.87 ERA. It's not like he fell off. It's not like he just all of a sudden started sucking. He could have pitched two, three, four more years. He didn't want to. He wanted to go spend time with his fucking kids. He, he coaches high school baseball. He walked away from the game on fucking top. And and you're going to penalize him for it? No, just just no. That if he if he doesn't get in next year, when I tell you that I will burn everything down, everything, all of the things. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. And the the frustrating thing is, is he absolutely will get it next year. There's never been any question, I think, amongst, you know, the MLB guys and and, and the the Starks and, you know, Gammons, all the big writers. I think they've always said, oh, he'll get in eventually because amongst them, they believe he's a Hall of Famer. And I think that's the thing that's so frustrating to fans is that, you're telling me you're just going to make this guy sit on his hands until year seven, eight, nine, ten, because that's your way of establishing your own little leveling scale. And it's just dumb. It's just so dumb. No one cares. You guys may love that. That may be, you know, a plaque on your wall or some dumb shit, but no one cares whether it was first or 10th. Just if he's a hall of famer, he's a hall of famer. And this, this leveling thing, all it does is frustrate the fans because we feel like you're cheating these guys. And yeah, there may be bias here, but <clears throat> there's other there's other players that were five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth year ballot guys, and you just you just left them waiting for no reason other than you wanted to say, nope, I think you're this, and you're not that. And it's just not it's not right. Yep. Yep. So um Next year's Hall of Fame ballot apparently is fucking stacked. Surprisingly enough, next year's Hall of Fame ballot actually has guys' names that I recognize. And I'm all, oh, I am kind of aware of your playing career. I.e. Brian McCann. Ichiro Suzuki. I'm like, oh, all right. So... In the upcoming years, I will have many more strong feelings about all of the players. As of right now, it's just the one. Just, just the one. Ichiro, Ichiro is going to be great because I think he's a Hall of Famer, no question. And I wonder if the fact that he didn't do anything in the postseason 
somebody's not going to vote him in. And it's just so dumb. And his numbers are going to show that he was one of the best players of all time. And if he came over sooner, he would have had even more numbers. And I, I, I think he might not get in first ballot because they reserve that first ballot Hall of Fame for like the elite of the elite. And you have to be pristine with with series and all the things and, right. and the trophy case, it's all full. And if you're missing anything, they, they, they knock you, they, they ding you and go, Nope. Second, third year, fourth year, whatever. You didn't have this. Or you didn't have that. Yep. It's super arbitrary. It's so arbitrary. And it just, it boggles my mind. It really does. Really, really does. Um, that was less profanity-laden than I was expecting. So yay me. Good job, Susie. Probably not as eloquent as I wanted to be, though. But that's okay. Because when you're angry and you're not trying, or when you're trying not to just spew expletives, this is what happens. Um... More Astros news. Hector Neris signs with the Cubs. Did you find this weird? Very, very odd. The years he got or year he got, the money he got, as opposed to what the industry said he was looking for, I really felt like somebody was lying because this looked like almost like a desperation deal. Mm -hmm. Like, and the Cubs were just like, yeah, sure, we'll give it to you. And everybody else was like, eh, we're really not going to give you that money. When a lot of the Astros faithful thought he was just going to be priced out. I think one year, 9 million, when Astros fans saw that, they were like, well, what the hell? We should have gave him that. We could, yeah. Well, <laughs> he turned down eight and a half. I didn't hear that. That's crazy. That was that was his player option. That was his player option was, was like eight and a half or eight. And he felt... Then he failed himself. He bet on himself and he lost because he's not going to have a better chance to win a ring as a cub for 500 K. Yeah. And so the second year, okay. So the contract that I saw or the, the figure that I saw pass and put out when it came out was full dollar amount was like $23.5 million or something. So like all of these incentives and, you know, innings markers and all of that, um, within like the two years, I think ended up being like 23.5, which I don't think the Astros would have met. So, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's it, but I don't know. The Cubs, Cubs get a bridge guy to, I think it's Al, Alzale is there, is there a closer? Um, you know, I will miss Hector though. He had, that fire, he had that, like, that fuck with us attitude, kind of, but not cocky. And I will always, always love Hector Neris. And I was just so happy to see him not on the Rangers and not on the Yankees. I think we get a lot of that. I think we will get a lot of that this year from Brian Abreu. When if it comes to that point, I think he can totally be that guy. So I think it's gonna make it's gonna make it easier. But I know there's gonna be somebody a sixth, seventh inning guy that's not Brian Abreu, and you're gonna be like, "Damn, Hector would have got out of that." You you know it's gonna mm -hmm. happen. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that Rafael Montero comes back. The the 22 Rafael Montero comes back. And for the love of God, Forrest Whitley, please, please stay healthy. I'm, I am begging you to stay, stay healthy. Early returns look really good. If Whitley figures it out and he can be a three out guy and, and his shoulder and elbow and all that jazz can stay together for three outs. The stuff looks amazing. Like mm -hmm. watching him pitch, you get really excited thinking, man, he's going to get a lot of people out if he can just stay healthy. And then Montero, I think in low leverage, I think he'll be just fine. 
I think as a as a sixth inning guy, as a fifth inning guy, if if Arcidi only goes four and two third, or JP only goes four and two third, something like that, I think he's perfectly fine because it was never his stuff. I just think that he struggled with command, and right. when you're in high leverage, you get really good hitters that are selective. He walked a lot of guys, then had to come into the zone and they beat him up. Yep. So, yeah, I. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how our quote unquote internal options look for our bullpen. Um, I'm still, I'm still very sad about Hector Neris, but that's okay. It's okay. Well, and especially it's because like David Robertson just got 11 million, 12 million. From the Rangers, and he's older. Yeah, but I think the it, Rangers were desperate. You know, they don't, they're not afraid to overpay. Yeah, but I, I can't. I have it's been a minute since I've looked at Ro- David Robertson's stuff, but I feel like Hector Neris has better stuff than David Robertson. Someone, someone fact check me on that. Do the baseball savant thing and put it in the YouTube comments and let me know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we shall. We shall see in the upcoming season. Um, but some rankings came out that I that I that I need to talk <laughs> talk talk to you about or talk about with you, Tom. MLB's top one hundred prospects, and once you know it, there was one team, just one, that didn't have any. Top 100 prospects. I'm sorry, what? You couldn't find one motherfucker on this team to put on the list? Not one? Like, you're telling me that Jacob Melton or Joey Lua or Bryce Matthews, none of these stack up? Not one? And yet... As soon as they leave the Astros organization, a la Drew Gilbert, they just shoot right up on the ranks. Something's fishy. I have a theory. The math's not mathing. I have a theory. And I think it is solely based on popularity of the team, which God knows the Astros are not that. And strength of the team. So if you have a team that's super popular, their prospects shoot up because the team's super popular. You have a team that's really bad, their prospects shoot up because the team's really bad. So the prospects look really good. So between those two things, the Astros don't have either of those issues or or conditions. They don't meet either of those conditions. That is why, no matter how good their prospects are, they will always be looked down upon because A, there's no path for them half the time. And B, everybody just flat out hates the Astros. So it makes it so easy to go, ah, oh, their prospects aren't good. Which, you know, cracks me up because the last six years, seven years, we've had a rookie finish in the top 10 rookie of the year voting. Tell me again how none of our prospects are good. A la Christian Javier. A la Chaz McCormick. A la Yiner Diaz. A la Hunter Brown. Everyone's like, where the fuck did JP France come from? What ne- need we remind you that we're the motherfucking Astros and this is what we do? Do y'all forget? I think they did. Um I'm looking at I'm looking at said list. I needed I was like, let me because I looked at the list when it first came out and recognized a lot of the names on here. But then as we, you know, got down to the end of the list, I was like, you you're telling you're you're telling me that none of our guys, none of our guys are are as good as 
Daniel Espino. Oh, look, Ryan Clifford. Ranked 97th for the Mets. Mm-hmm, yeah. Where'd he come from? Houston Astros. Susie, he got well, better I, since he left, okay? He figured some stuff out. <laughs> did he? Did he, though? Again, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that the Mets farm system is trash, by no means. Um, but, you know, Drew Gilbert ranked 53rd. But he yet, figured some stuff out too, okay? Did he? Did he? He was like, he was like, he was like 89 for us or something like that. But now he's like, he's jumped up like 40 spots because he's a gear wiser and more mature. Now look, I'm joking. I'm be, I'm bullshitting. Drew Gilbert, I think, is gonna be a stud. Like I thought the entire time he was in the Astros organization, he was gonna be a stud. Um, I even like Clifford. So while I'm joking about these guys figuring stuff out. I think it is a little petty by MLB or whoever does this, that these guys all of a sudden shoot up these ranks and they're not anywhere near it in the Astros organization. Yeah. I, I just, if I could do the one eyebrow raise, that's what I would be doing right now. That's that would be the look that I would be giving. I can't do it. So I just just imagine that emoji is 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 what I'm doing right now. You need like the monocle too, right? The little the one out raise. Yeah. Eyeglass. Yeah, that one too. That one, yeah. That one too. Um I yeah, it's it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling. And I'm not I'm not just I'm not just beating the drum of, oh my God, it's the Astros. Everybody hates the Astros. This is why. I just, I find it, I find it a little fishy. I find it a little fishy. I'm not going to lie. So it's just a little discombobulating. Okay. It, it gets my brain into a blender and I don't, I don't know what to do about it. Um, did you hear about AgeGate, Tom? I did. I'm. I'd say I'm disturbed, but I'm not even surprised. I just hate that it happened to us. Yeah, yeah. Especially since three, three. Like maybe. I, I understand that we've got this like great Cuban, Puerto Rican, Dominican pipeline, but. I don't know, like maybe maybe we need to start cultivating like the Japanese pipeline or <laughs> the Korean pipeline. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just saying, guys. Like we're too far away for those guys. We're like we're not close enough to a coast for them to be excited about us. Listen, Hank Conger can come back and just rep the H. I don't actually think he can do that because he's like the first base coach for the twins now, but I don't know. Maybe we would welcome you back. Congerbot in a heartbeat. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying um, the, the Red Sox have a Korean prospect that is fucking raking. Amazing. Amazing. And I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that we don't, not that I'm super up on all of our our pipeline, but I'm pretty sure we have no Asians <laughs> in our pipeline. Like, not a one. I'm all, what are we doing, guys? What are we doing? Feel a little mis, mis, misrepresented, underrepresented, underrepresented, misrepresented. There's a, there's a Latina in here somewhere. <laughs> I can be spicy, though. I can be spicy. So I, if you guys hadn't heard, apparently there were three under underage players. No, no, no. They were older than what they said they were, essentially. So giving 
more money to older players versus, you know, younger players, which in all actuality, if there was like some sort of draft, there would be none of this. I'm pretty sure there would still be some of this, but it's it's murky. It's very murky. Yeah, but as Astros fans, you kind of don't want that because if you think about it, a lot of the guys in 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 you know in that market, Cuban, Dominican, Puerto Rican, whatever, they come here because their stars play here, right? So the Astros kind of have a leg up on other teams because they don't even meet with them because their dream is to wear the H, the star, because their heroes wore it, you know, Yuli and 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 Jordan and and all those guys, right? So if there was a I draft, know you didn't just put Yuli and Jordan in the same set. Uh, hey, super popular guys, super popular guys. So anyway, um. <laughs> I don't think I've ever got Susie that week over, over whatever. Anyway, um, so if there was a draft, then everybody would have access to this pipeline that I think the Astros have cornered. So I'm kind of against the draft in that aspect for the uh, international stuff. It hurts us in, like you said, like Korea and Japan. But they were never going to come here anyway, in my opinion. Well, you're not, you don't know unless unless you try. It's true. Like, Astros, hire me. I will magically learn Korean. <laughs> and start recruiting Korean baseball players. Let's go. That's. I don't think that's an actual thing. But it could maybe be a thing. I Let me ask to. you this, though. If the Astros went out and traded... For Hassan Kim, are you going to be okay with that? And Chaz not get to cook? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what games you've been watching, but Hassan Kim does not play center field, sir. He I'm doesn't sure he play. Could. If uh, they asked him yeah, to, I'm, I'm sure he could. He, oh, for sure. But he was like a better version of Mauricio Dubon. Like, but that would be Mauricio, Mauricio Dubon haters. Do not do not like come for me, okay? Like I, this is no shade towards Mauricio Dubon. I like I legitimately, I, I like him. I love his dogs. Wife is a whole smoke show. Okay, but I can vouch for that. Really, really and truly, Hassan Kim is a much better Mauricio Dubon. Um. So no, let Chas cook. <laughs> let Chas cook. In center. I'm just being an agent of chaos. I'm just trying to see how, how torn you would be both ways. Like, yeah, they went out and got Hassan Kim. Let's go. He's going to play center and Chaz is going to like be the fourth outfielder and watch no. Susie's and watch Susie just go. Ah. No, I mean, didn't, didn't you see that Chaz is, is a left fielder now? <laughs> did, did, did you see oh, MLB's no. oh, ranking? No. They're going to move no. Jake to left because he's a better fielder. And Chaz is <laughs> Ooh. I'm gonna get hands on sight myself. I keep going. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I can reach your throat, Tom. So just all the throat punches, sir. Um. Yeah. According to MLB, we have two of the top ten left fields. Uh, Jordan and Chaz. At what five, six? The one guy that they were talking to said he was in their top three, but it was interesting because he only talked about his bat. He did not talk about the fielder. He just talked about the hitter that Chaz was and how great he was as a hitter and like compared his numbers, which we've talked about all season, last season, how it was like judge Jordan him. That was it. Oh, all right. Chaz McCormick. I see you. I think it was against lefties because Chaz is so good. Going the other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Um, that's another thing that I wanted to brush up on. Defensive stats. I started listening to 
uh, SIS podcast. And they they're the ones who do all of like the defensive like pot like values and all that bullshit. So once I dig in a little bit more, I will update you all on on that because I still have very strong feelings about Chaz's defense and how everyone says that Jake is such a a better fielder than he is. Which, you know, he may be. Whatever. Let Chaska. Hashtag let Chaska. <sighs> Tom, do you think that Jim Crane will pay Kyle Tucker? I'm starting to think he's going to pay Tal- Kyle Tucker and not Alex Bregman. When a year ago, I would have said it was the other way around for sure. If you read the tea leaves... Dana Brown talking about Bregman and Tuve being pillars of this team and they should retire as Astros. And now Reg's body language screams, I'm out. Tuck doesn't have a body language. So he seems like a guy that would just be like, yeah, sure, I'll play here. And um, I feel like that's how it's going to go now. I can't explain it. I don't know why I think that way. It just like Bregman is gearing up for one of these mega seasons like you've never seen like like 2017 Bregman you know should have walked me you know swaggy like I've been watching his insta like crazy and uh, there's like another Instagram that's like also like putting out all this stuff it's like b to b something take 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 two take two or something yeah something like that and it looks awesome he's working on so much he's working on like bulletproofing his core like, you mm-hmm. just see all the work he's putting in. It's all business. Bregman's going to have a monster season. And he's doing that to go get paid. And I don't think that the Astros are going to invest in him being on the wrong side of 30. However, I don't feel that Crane made the move he just made to go get a new closer at premium dollar if he's not, like, hell-bent on keeping this window open, which means you need one of those guys. So if you're going to only keep one, if you're going to only keep between, choose between Kyle Tucker and Alex Bregman, who's it going to be? I'm torn. My head says Tuck. Tuck is the younger. Tuck is the, I don't know. He's, he's, he seems like he's really consistent minus the postseason. I understand. But, like, he's just got a real simple swing. Um, sometimes he gets a little moody, but for the most part, him and Jordan in the middle of that lineup for the next 10 years just sounds like a dream scenario to me. But my heart... Inject that into my fucking veins. My heart says Bregman is part of the heartbeat of this team, and you need that guy. You need the dude on the top rail screaming to the ceiling, you know, going nuts. You need him. I just, I just see it becoming that divorce, like Springer, like Correa, and I'm just trying to make my peace with it kind of now, and hope I'm pleasantly surprised. You know who that player is going to be? Who? Standing on the top of the rail, fucking screaming. I hope it's Jainer Diaz. Maybe. I think it's going to be Chaz. I do too. It's going to be Chaz. I just, we don't know if Chaz is going to get to cook. If you told me they were going to leave him alone, then yes. But I just feel like if he has a bad week and a half, they're going to screw with him. And it's just going to be all of that back and forth. Then Dubon will be in left field for a week or some dumb shit. Dubon's not going to be in fucking left field. You shut your mouth. Dubon's not going to be in left field. Where's he going to play? They're not. They're not. They're not going to do it. They're not going to fucking do it. They're. They're going to put Dubon in the infield where the fuck he belongs. Okay. For they're going to put Dubon for. They are going to. They are going to rest Jose Altuve's tiny little fucking legs. They are. They are. They're going to rest Jose Altuve's tiny little legs. At least one day a week. I'll make a and bet with you. I, 
for cookies, for uh, uh, whatever you want to bet. A bottle of whatever's back there that uh, you're, you're about to empty out. I'll make a bet with you. That Dubon plays more for anybody else than Altuve. There's Fine. no way, there's no way he he plays for Altuve. Just not. And I think he subs for Pena more. I think he subs for uh Chaz more. He subs for uh Myers more. I swear to God, if he chat if if he fucking No, no, I no, I have faith in Espada that he that he will run this team like it should be fucking run. And Doobie needs to stay in the goddamn infield. No. 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 He needs okay. to stay in the infield. Okay. He needs to stay in the infield. Okay. It, it's like Pena and his big old biceps are going to get a day off. And Altuve is going to get a day off. And maybe, maybe not Breggy because Breggy's trying to get that bag. But I think barring injury because be- Tuve's trying to get the bag too. He's in a he's in a contract here too. I don't think there's anybody thinking that his situation is based on performance, but I think these guys are going to play a ton, and I think where you're going to see movement is in the outfield. I it won't be Tucker because if I have if I have to watch Mauricio Dubon in the fucking outfield this season, I'm going to jump off a fucking building. <laughs> Yeet! I hope Espada. I'm wrong. Please, I I beg of you, Josue. I beg of you, please. Do it for the team. Do it for the team. Okay? Don't play Doobie in the outfield. If I have to, if I have, no, if I have to watch him make another fucking, like, asinine dive, I'm like, motherfucker, why did you? If you had just run straight, like you would have caught the ball, and and then there would have been no need for circus. To, like, what are we doing? No, no, no. I'm just think about no. it. No, your big. I don't money... want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't want it. Mm-mm. Ow! Look, look. Let let Chaz chomp. Okay, motherfuckers. Let Chaz chomp. For our audio only people, I just I show the YouTube people's my shirt for my good friends over at Ram Shirts. Let Chaz chomp. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm with you. I totally agree. I just don't see a world where Dubon doesn't play, and I don't see a world where Dubon plays for Bregman, Tuve, uh, Tucker, probably Pena. Although I kind of feel like he should. I feel like Pena needs, of all those guys, if he's struggling, maybe a break's good for him. I need Pena to, I need Pena to go to driveline and work on his hitting. Can he? His his workouts are impressive. That dude is an athlete. He should be playing on Sundays. Like, he could be a hell of a I don't know what position on, on, Football, he could play, but I, I feel like the motherfucker can play football. Yeah. Bro, I was watching. This is how bored I am. This is how much I need baseball to fucking come back. I am sitting here struggling to find shit to watch. So I decided last night. No, two nights ago. I don't know. I can't even remember to watch a rugby documentary. A rugby documentary, Tom. I heard we got to watch that movie on Netflix about Rich Hill. It's a biopic. It's not Rich Hill. That's what I. That's what somebody told me. It's not. Who is it? Who's it about then? The pitcher. No. Is that before baseball, Susie? Do you not? Mer? Yeah. Are Are we talking? Like Dick Ma- Dick Mountain, like the like the what like the pitcher that's currently pitching right now. No, this guy's been done. Let me look. Are you talking about the one with Dennis Quaid in it? No. No. 
because I watched a I watched a baseball movie the other night with Dennis yeah. Quaid where he was the dad and he was the pastor, and the son's name was Tim something or Rich something, and he was like an incredible hitter with like a degenerative back disease or something. Is that the one you're talking about? Um, he wasn't a he wasn't a pitcher. Maybe maybe I am talking about that one. Okay. I guess I know there is a documentary, a baseball documentary or biopic or something on Netflix. I can't remember where I watched it, but if it's the one that has Dennis Quaid in it, that's the dad. That's a pastor. I watched that one the other night too, and that was actually pretty good. However, I was a little sad that he didn't. I'm not I'm I'm gonna spoil it. I'm sorry, I don't want to spoil it. So just go watch go watch it guys and then come come talk to us about it. But no, I, I was watching I was watching rugby and I I know nothing about rugby besides the fact that like it's super, super contact heavy and they're they don't wear pads. They don't wear pads and they don't wear helmets. And I am shocked that there are not more head injuries. Really? Like how these motherfuckers do not walk away with concussions every single game is beyond me because they are legitimately tackling like football but without helmets okay this is called the hill and it's based on the true story of ricky hill a former baseball player with a degenerative spinal disease who achieves his dream of going professional Yes, Not Dennis rich, Quaid rich. is the dad. Yeah, Dennis oh. Quaid is the dad and is a is a pastor. That dude is in every baseball movie now. Mm -hmm. Good for him. Yeah, I I watched it. It was it was really good. <clears throat> well, I say really good. It was it was a good movie. Um, I don't want I don't want to spoil the ending. So, I'm like, I feel like you guys would know the ending because it's you know based on a true story. But whatever. <laughs> But if you it guys, ends exactly I, like you think. <laughs> no if you guys watch it, um, if you guys watch it, drop drop it in the the YouTube notes, um, or come talk to me on Twitter about it because I I would like to talk to people about it. But what is your um, favorite you know. baseball movie, Susie? A League of Their Own. I'm not surprised. And. Um, shit. That is, that is not a movie I'm familiar with. That's not, that, that is not a movie that I've lost the, I've lost the title of it, but it's the one with Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Where it's like the Red Sox thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes. I know, I, know, I know what you're talking about. I've, I've lost, I've lost the title of it. I've lost the title of it, but, um, the fact that I now understand why Jimmy Fallon is the way that he is in that movie cracks me up and I'm all absolutely <laughs> like that's, 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 that's normal. Totally, yeah, yeah, totally yeah. normal and okay. You're not like, like that. I'm understand. totally like that. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, but I saw that movie like right when I, started watching baseball and like I, I still didn't really get it and then I watched it again a couple more times after I became obsessed with baseball and I'm like oh yeah no absolutely for sure but there's been there's some really good baseball movies that that uh I needed to watch again after I appreciated baseball more fever like, pitch I, is like, the name I, of the movie fever pitch thank you um, yeah, I watched um, I watched Field of Dreams because I watched I had watched Field of Dreams way before I knew anything about baseball and was like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I don't what are what are we doing? Why are we what, what a field? What What's happening? And then I watched it again after, you know, I started watching baseball and then the actual like Field of Dreams game, the first one, the first one with the Yankees and the White Sox. My God, like they all came out of the, 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 the field and I got like chills. 
And I'm all, why do I have chills? This is the stupid, like, I I was mad at myself because I was, like, so excited about it and I got chills. But then, you know, like, the fact, like, Tim Anderson just fucking hit, was hitting bombs. I'm like, do it, sir. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so Kevin Costner was the baseball guy before Dennis Quaid. He was, like, the original baseball yeah. guy in all the movies. So a favorite of mine that I don't think gets enough love and maybe it's kind of like it's a it's got like a romantic thing to it too it's not just totally baseball it's for the love of the game that's that's one of my favorites which is that the one is that the is that the clear the mechanism one yes is that the one okay yes where he's a pitcher okay yeah and uh um i have to i have to like remind myself of of all of the 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 kevin costner baseball movies by like these things by the phrases yeah 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 like which one's um which one's is is a bull durham i I think Mm -hmm. that's the one that i have he's crash he's the catcher no i think that is the one that i've seen there's there's one of these baseball movies that kevin costner's in that i haven't seen (laughs) trying to think because i haven't seen the natural that's the one with robert redford right yeah exactly okay yeah, I haven't seen that one, um, but there's a couple of, I think there's a couple of different Kevin Costner baseball ones that I, there's one, I think, Kevin Costner baseball movie that I haven't seen. I'll have to look that up and we'll see. There there's the go. one I'm that so, Amy. I've solved your problem. You've got baseball movies to watch. You need <sighs> to go I'll, down a baseball just... movie rabbit hole. Oh, maybe I'll just do that. Yeah. There's what what's that movie with um Amy Amy Adams and Clint Eastwood where Amy Adams is the Trouble with the Curve. Yes. I really like that movie too. It's a good movie. I really like that movie. And I watched so I watched that movie before I knew about baseball and it was just there was just enough baseball in, in it that I didn't understand it when I first watched it and then I watched it again and I was like, "Oh, damn amy adams like you know shit i was i was very impressed um and so i really liked that too and the fact that um justin timberlake just randomly showed i'm like (laughs) all right justin timberlake i wasn't aware that you were gonna act in baseball movies but hey whatever you really need to go watch major league two to get my McCullers reference. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. I do need to do that. Okay. Right. Yeah, there we go. That's instead of watching the rugby documentary, uh, I'm, I'll go watch Major League Two. That's what I'll do. So, um, all right, folks. I think we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Tom, tell the people where, where they can find you. On Twitter, not X, at Third Coast Tom. You can also find me on the PSF app. Um, football's wrapping up. But baseball is right around the corner. I'm looking forward to doing baseball all season long with Susie. And if you're not into baseball, you should be. But if you're not, they have all the other sports there. They've got media casters for college sports, football, basketball, obviously baseball. Um, there's something there for everybody. It's the best place to go get your fan fix with the, without leaving the house. So you want to interact with a bunch of people. You want to get something off your chest. You want to vent. He should have caught it. What's that dude doing in the game? Why is Mauricio Dubon in center field or left field? We'll be there for you. We will be there with a drink in hand, a bourbon of some sort, trying to put the flames out because Dubon is out there and Chaz is watching him play. That's where you need to be. Susie will be angry. It'll be R-rated there too. You're allowed yes. to, to partake. There's a little button you hit. You can get on, on, on the, the camera and do it. You can just chat at, at us. It's a good time. You should come check out the PSF app. And supposedly there's going to be some sort of like big announcement before the Super Bowl with the PSF app or something like that. I was, I was a little surprised. I'm like, Oh, all right. We big time now. Okay. Let's go. Um, so Japanese listeners, Korean listeners, Spanish listeners from Spain. Thank you so much. Uh, again, I don't know where you guys found the show, but we appreciate you because we are still trending on the Apple, um, podcast charts for 
the Japanese, Korean, and Spain. You guys know ball. Apple podcasts. Yes, for sure. Um, so, kamsamnida. Uh, nope, totally forgot. I looked. I I listened. I literally googled how to say thank you in Japanese, and I just totally. It's gone now, and I'm so sorry about that. But I'm probably I probably would have messed up the the pronunciation anyways, and then people would have come for me. So I apologize. But so um, gracias. I should have rolled that R. I know that. I'm sorry. I'll work on it. And <laughs> if you haven't already, please leave a five star rating. Please leave us a really nice review. Hit subscribe on the YouTube's. You guys are actually listening to me. And hitting subscribe, because the last time I looked, I had 166 subscribers on the YouTubes. And because, again, I have a 12-year-old boy humor mentality, I was like, hee 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 hee, it's going to be so funny when I get to 169 subscribers, and then I would have gotten a really good giggle to myself. And I don't know when I surpassed that, because I looked today. And I and there's 174 of you subscribed. So thank you very much. I appreciate you very, very, very much. Um, but a little part of me was sad that I missed the 169 because then I would have gotten a giggle. Not going to lie. But we'll still be we there when y'all get to 269. We'll still be there, there giggling at 269. There you go. So, you know, if you guys if you guys want get, to get, get us to 269 so that I could get a giggle, I, I'm not – I don't hate it. All right? Don't hate it. So, uh, again, we appreciate all of you guys um, listening and sharing and DMing us, talking to us, leaving the comments on the YouTubes. I try and um, get to the comments. I apologize if I don't comment immediately, but I really try. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, we have a – Kelsey will be back. Tomorrow we are going to record another episode of Bourbon and Baseball, all of the balls edition, going over all the hot stove news tomorrow. And then we are going to have another bonus episode. I'm so excited um, because we have Scott Braun. We're going to, Kelsey and I are going to interview Scott Braun from Foul Territory. If you guys don't um, catch that YouTube show, you, you totally should because I don't know how they do it. They get all the players that they get to talk to them all. I just want one. I just want one. <laughs> just just the one player. That's that's all I want. Just over here. I would love that. So, but we have him on the show tomorrow, and I'm super excited about that. So again, guys, we appreciate you guys um listening, hanging out, and doing all of the things. Again, five star rating, reviews, subscribe on YouTube, all of that fun stuff. And with that, we will say goodnight. Yay, baseball. I'm going to hit and record.